It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, all of you D-heads. You tuned in once again to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And summer's here, school is let out, and what many families are doing is you are heading out to the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, you name it, you are going to have a magical summer vacation. And with that said, this week for show number 17, if it's one thing that all of us do when you're staying on the grounds at the Walt Disney World Resort... You wake up with Stacy, you go to bed with Stacy, you have all kinds of fond memories of Stacy. Yes, I am talking about the one, the only, Stacy Oswald from Must Do Disney on the Walt Disney World Resort TV. And this week for show number 17, Stacy's going to be stopping in, talking about Must Do Disney, her entire career, what she's doing now, her all new online web series, and many other tidbits. As Stacy is returning once again to Disney On Demand. Now, if that wasn't enough, we have more things lined up for you to have just a fun, magical kickoff to summer vacation this year. Yes, we have Lexi back. Yes, our D team member from Down Under is going to be stopping in with tidbits about Stacy, must do Disney, and the Walt Disney World Resort. We also have Tony from Disney by the Numbers back once again with his top five things you didn't know about. This time, you can only imagine. That is about the one and only Stacy Oswald. And we have Jason with us here again with his DVD and movie reviews. Since we're hitting up the Walt Disney World Resort, I have a good feeling that he's going to be touching base upon one of those movies that is based upon a, an attraction at one of the Walt Disney World Resorts. So we have all kinds of fun lined up this week. You know, tons of ramblings from me, special guests, some tunes, and just all kinds of magical fun for show number 17 of Disney On Demand. So with that said, I'm just going to stop rambling on real fast, all of you D-heads out there. We're just going to kick it off with a little bit of fun, something that just gets you pumped up, ready for the Walt Disney World Resort, and that's everything from the monorail all the way through ways that you can celebrate the Walt Disney World vacation, the fond memories, and the magic that will live with you forever. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads, as we kick off show number 17. Yeah. 
Cooper and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that Hi, I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Walt Disney World Top 7 Must Sees. at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida with four theme parks, two water parks, recreation and entertainment. And know it or not, you couldn't have picked a better time to be here because there is something going on right now that kicks this whole thing up a notch. It's called the Year of a Million Dreams. A first-of-its-kind event anywhere Ever, and you're invited. It's all about Disney dreams and the magical way Disney cast members can make them come true for you. Each and every day, they'll surprise their guests with dream come true moments happening only during this special year. Hey, everybody out there, this is Jim Cummings, and you're going, Who is that guy? Well, I'm the masked voice behind, oh, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger Two, Darkwing Duck and a few others, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. But you knew that. Well, Jiminy Cricket, there's Winnie the Pooh, Donald and Mickey, and all of their friends too. They'll be marching right down Main Street, USA. They'll chase your worries and your cares away. Join Pluto and Goofy for just a little while. Hey! For a famous 
This is Epcot Center. Epcot Center. There's nowhere else like it in the world. For a free color magazine, call 1-800-55-EPCOT. Welcome back, everybody. If you're ready to see what's next on our countdown, then grab your bathing suit. Let me just fix my suit. Grab your sunscreen and as much of your guts and glory as you can stuff into a beach bag. And let's hit the Disney water parks. Come with me. Walt Disney World is home to two water parks that are literally drenched in Disney imagination. All right, all my Disney friends, family, all of you D-heads out there, we're in the heart of show number 17 for Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, as we take that magical trip down to the Walt Disney World Resort, we have the one, the only, the beautiful Stacy Oswald back with us here at the show. You know, you know her from Must Do Disney, Disney's Top 7, a variety of different things where you wake up to her. You fall asleep and drift away after your magical day with her. And Stacy is a fantastic guest that we're just excited to have here at the show. And if you haven't noticed, this week's flair for the show is definitely the Walt Disney World Resort. We have a variety of different things from classic commercials, all kinds of tidbits, music, and fun. That's just going to bring back that magic, help you celebrate you and uh, a variety of other things that I could probably say that make it sound cliche, full of pixie dust and all kinds of fun. From the Walt Disney World Resort. So sparing you with that, let's jump into show number 17. Now, if you haven't noticed, the show is a bit late here this week. Yes, I am a bit late trying to get the show out for show number 17, but for those of you that are our friends on Facebook, you know, you're friends with us here, you may have noticed that we had a special Disney princess born this last Wednesday on June 6th. Yes, as I've mentioned before, I'm a father of three children here on the show. Well, June 6th, we officially had our fourth child. Yes, Princess Emma Ann Johnson was born on June 6th, so it's put me a little behind here this week at the show. Now, you know, because of that, I'm not going to go too much into the news here this week, but everyone has asked me to share the story about how Emma has come to be, and, you know, it truly is magical. Now, it's no secret to anybody here at Disney On Demand that we're great Disney fans. We've grown up with all the movies, the magic, going to the Magic Kingdom. Well, this past October, during the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we were eating at Cinderella's Royal Table. We were having some fun, and for those of you that have had the chance to go to the park and eat there, you know that they hand out swords to the boys and wands to the little girls, and both my boys were pirates right there, or knights, but they'll say that they're pirates, and my daughter had a wand, and you know, they get everybody up, and you have to close your eyes, and you make a wish, and you wish really hard. Well, you know, during that whole process and the whole dinner, it it just went through, went through magical. We asked all the kids, you know, hey, have you guys made a wish? Yes, we have. Yes, we have, Dad. But I can't tell you. So all throughout the dinner, we're eating. They're meeting the princesses, having some fun. Finally, at the end of dinner, we asked Allie. We said, all right, Princess Allie, what did you wish for? And she said, I wished for a baby sister, and her name is going to be Emma. 
you know, my wife and I just looked at each other. We just kind of laughed and chuckled and said, all right, yeah, okay, this is great. Well, you know, we're still at the Walt Disney World Resort. We're staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort, having some fun in a Pirates of the Caribbean-themed room. And three days later, we're about to head back out to the Magic Kingdom. And my wife says, you know what? Something strange is going on here. And uh, yes, you guessed it. I'm not going to give away too many details. But she said, I think we're going to have to check out some stuff when we get back home. Well, sure enough, uh, you know, baby Emma was already in that stomach uh, getting ready to happen. So here we are all these months later. It's June and Princess Emma is now added to the Johnson family. So now I'm a proud father of four children, all six and under. I don't know what we got ourselves into, but to keep it even more crazy, all of you D-heads... We're taking them back to the Magic Kingdom in December. Yes, with a six-month-old. So call us crazy, but it definitely is going to be a fun ride. And it truly is magical because now all my kids are convinced that if you make a wish in the castle, it will come true. So, you know, it can't just be anywhere at the Walt Disney World Resort. It has to be in the castle. So I thought I'd share that with all of you. You know, you're all my friends, my extended Disney family, and I thought you'd enjoy that story. It definitely is one that is for the records here within our family and definitely fun to share. Now, keeping with the Walt Disney World Resort theme here this week, there's a variety of different things that I will talk about. Like I said, I'm not going to talk too much about news. There's a lot of stuff going on. You have Star Wars weekends happening right now. A lot of stuff at California Adventure. Everyone's gearing up for Cars Land and having fun there. So there's so much stuff going on. You know, I mean, with the fantasy Land expansion, things getting released daily all over fantastic websites that already do it. But I will say, you know what? In all of our going back in the Walt Disney World Resort, I've been there so many times since I was one year old. So, you know, I've had the pleasure to see it change and grow and continue to just become the monopoly that it is now. And I don't want, I don't mean that in a bad way because I think what Michael Eisner has done to Disney and made the Disney that everybody realizes now. You know, he did a fantastic job. He made this empire, um, you know, an extension from Walt and Roy and uh, Roy Jr. I mean, you know, he really did help make all these parks and these hotels and resorts. You know, he helped them grow and keep with Walt's vision. And with that, you know, if you go back to the early days of the Walt Disney World Resort, there was another Stacy that was involved with the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, as much as we have Stacy Oswald here with us this week, there was another Stacy. There, I, I don't know her last name, but in the early days of some airlines, I'm not going to say which one, just listen for it here in the show this week, there is a moment where Mickey says, hello, Stacy, and they go on to talk about their partnership with the Walt Disney World Resort. So I'm just going to share that with you, but it was another Stacy that was involved in the early 80s with Walt Disney World. So there's a variety of different things that are happening at the Walt Disney World Resort here this week. You know, a lot of fun things. Like I said, you know, I'm kind of down at the wire, so I'm not going to bring in too much news because I was busy with this fourth uh, family member coming into our presence here, our fourth princess here. And if you haven't had a chance, I did post those photos on the Disney Blue Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, it's facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You know, just friend us right there on Facebook, and you'll be able to see a variety of the different pictures, including the pirate himself, James Scurvy Bellows, also known as Zachary Johnson, but that was his Pirate League name, holding Princess Emma, and the other little pirate, Tyler, as well as their sister, Princess Allie. So a lot of fun things, and if I'm gushing here, it's just because... I love those little suckers. They help me continue the magic of Disney, my love growing up, and passing it on down to them. Now, before I press on, let you go enjoy the Walt Disney World Resort the rest of this week's show. I do also want to mention one more thing, and that's an all-new contest because 
As you're a friend of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, I posted a couple of different CDs from the group The Party. Yes, with Chase and Hampton, Damon, Albert, Tiffany, and Dee Dee. You know, fantastic band from the early Mickey Mouse Club from 1989 to 94 era-ish around. You know, and they had their final album, The Party's Over, Thanks for Coming. Well, digging through our archives here at the Disney On Demand studios, I uncovered many of these CDs that I still have in the packaging. So, you know, everybody has asked me how can they get their hands on one. So each week we're going to be giving away a couple of them. So here's how it's going to work. What I want you to do is go to our website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And what I want you to do is call our Magical Memories voicemail. The number is right there on the Talk to Us link right there on the website. And leave us your best, most favorite party or Mickey Mouse Club memory from the MMC of the 80s and 90s and the band The Party. And what we're going to do is it's going to be picked by a random, but fear not, even if you aren't the winner, we may just play your memory, your tidbit here on the show as well. So go there, DizRadio.com, leave your magical memories voicemail right there. And this week we're going to give away the third album from The Party, Free. Yes, the one with All About Love free many of their tracks including many of the hidden tracks as well so there's some great things there and that's the free album from the group the party just go to disradio.com leave us that voicemail we're going to announce that winner next week on show number 18 so with that said all of you d heads out there like i said i'm keeping it a little bit shorter here this week in terms of me rambling on with news and tidbits and just letting you enjoy the walt disney world resort Stacy's coming up, fantastic guest, a lot of fun things that we have lined up to talk with her about. So, you know what? I'm going to leave you with a couple of fun tunes. We have some great things lined up, including one that I'm going to play there because I asked the boys, yes, both pirates, I said, you know what? What song would you like to hear? And they said they wanted to hear the Captain Hook song. Now, you may be thinking typical Peter Pan, a couple of other things. Well, keep your ears peeled because we have a very special Captain Hook song that's catchy, fun. And definitely one to add to your Disney collection. So keep it real, all of you D-heads. It's just my honor. Thank you for all the well wishes and all the great emails about our newest addition to our family. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. We have a lot of fun things coming up here at the show, including in a couple of minutes, we have the one, the only Tony from Disney by the Numbers with his top five things you didn't know about. And one can only, only hope. That it's going to be about the top five things we didn't know about Stacy Oswald. So, a lot of great things. So, you know what? All right, I'm just rambling too much. It's been a crazy wild week. Sit back, hang in there, spread some pixie dust around, enjoy some tunes to Walt Disney World Resort, and let's press on with show number 17. Be right back, all of you D-heads. <laughs> Fred. 
and you. Hi, I'm Stacy, and I'd like to tell you about a very special friendship Delta now shares as the official airline of the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. And here to help me tell you all about it, take it away, Mickey! You can share that magic with flights to Orlando from over 150 cities worldwide. Check the vacation booklet and Delta Sky Magazine for more Disney vacation information. Then come and join the fun, cause... B-I-S Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Chiroo. I does what I likes and I likes what I do. Hello, art lovers. Today I'm a screever, and as you can see, a screever's an artist of highest degree. And it's all me own work from my own memory. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chiroo. I draws what I likes, and I likes what I drew. No remuneration do I ask of you, but me cap would be glad of a copper or two. Me cap would be glad of a copper or two. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chiroo. La dum, da da dum, da 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 dum. Birth and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk.
right down that to do the must do at disney's animal kingdom you gotta get on over to asia where perched on the horizon is a mountainous beast called expedition everest a high altitude high speed train adventure for those who want to take on the treacherous terrain of the forbidden mountain and come face to face with the legendary yeti Welcome to this week's Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About. This week we're doing the Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About Stacey Aswan. Number 5. A 25-page script was used for the first Top 7 Must See at Disney. Number 4. 5 foot 2 is actually how tall Stacy is. Number 3. 2005 is when Stacy first started to air on Disney television doing the Top 7 Must See. In 2009, she began doing the must-dos. And the number one thing you did not know about Stacey Aswad is she's a five-time National Artistic Roller Skating Champion. Thanks, and have a great day. Chips versus the sleaziest sleaze of the seven seas. Captain James Hook.
everybody. This is Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, life's full of tough choices. In it. <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. Welcome back, friends. I'm stopping in once again. I hope you're enjoying our Walt Disney World edition of Disney On Demand as we have just more moments away. Moments away from the one, the only, Stacy Oswald stopping in here on the show. Yes, Stacy is a fantastic friend to us here at the show. My daughter loves her. Our family loves her. You know, she's been here once before in the past, and we're excited to bring her here once again. So with that said, there's a couple of different things that I just want to roll out there for all of you Disney fans out there, all of you D-heads. And of course, that's all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. I do want to share that with you, and you can always find our archives, and that's links to iTunes, in Zoom, our XML feed, our complete list of shows at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And you can also find links to our Live 365 station and our world-famous Lifetime of Disney player where you can listen to over 300 tracks from movies, television shows, you name it, within the Disney archives of just your life, your Lifetime of Disney all the memories that you've grown up with. If you're sitting by your desk at work, you're working at home, you're wearing your earbuds, you can just listen to that movie. And if you've seen it enough times, you don't even need the visuals. It helps pass the day. Let me tell you, you listen to two or three Disney movies, your day of work is done. Doesn't get better than that. I mean, the other day I was just listening to Pete's Dragon, followed by Song of the South, followed by Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Passed the day very fast at work. So check it out, DizRadio.com. Now, also, there's ways that you can find us on the social media outlets. You can always find me pretty much most of the time, Monday through Friday, on AOL Instant Messenger at Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can chit-chat with me, have some fun, talk it up, you name it, pass the day away. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue. Once again, that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Disney Blue, and you can like us on Facebook on our official show facebook page at facebook.com slash disney on demand now these are all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show and have some fun and always spread the word and leave the feedback on itunes it truly would help out the show so all of you d heads you know what i've already talked your ear off in the first half of the show we've had great people stopping in from tony of disney by the numbers with his segment and i see the lights flashing as we have stacy Oswald with us here on the line so before I release the reins and head on over to talk with Stacy, the beautiful one, the one that just you know gives you jitters because her beauty is great and you're always just falling asleep to her, drifting off in bed from your magical day at the Magic Kingdom, you know what I say, all of you D-heads? Let's head on down under. Yes, we're going to stop in with the one and only Lexi here at Disney On Demand. So with that said, I think we have some Stacy tidbits, Walt Disney World news, and uh, you know what? Take it away, Lexi. I know you got tons of information to tell all of these D-heads. Hi everyone! I've got a question for all you D-heads. When you're in your hotel room at Walt Disney World and you're craving the sights and sounds of the parks, who is better to hear from than our good friend Stacy? I know that personally, I can't wait to hear all the fun facts and cool details from Walt Disney World TV. They definitely make my holiday that much more magical. If it weren't for Stacy and the Walt Disney World TV crew, I would never have known to look out for all those secret Mickeys. 
But for me, what makes Walt Disney World TV so memorable is that star, Stacy herself. Stacy says all the right things and with all the right energy. Just clicking on the button opens Walt Disney World to all new exciting experiences. How easy is that? Joy. On a plaque dedicated by Roy O. Disney, Walt's brother, it is said that Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and life of Walter Elias Disney and to the talent, the dedication and the loyalty of the entire Disney organization. It's about bringing joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all those who come to this happy place. So, at the end of the 1980s, what Disney chairman Michael Eisner called the Disney decade, and moving into the new millennium, Walt Disney World TV is a perfect way to continue our Disney World fun and certainly speaks to the Disney philosophy. Just think, it's in more than 24,000 hotel rooms and in front of tens of millions of guests that Stacey has been the energetic and bubbly face of Walt Disney World TV. So, from 2005 to 2008, Stacey was the face of Top 7 Must See, and then Disney revamped the show to become Must Do Disney. The same concept, but renovated to include the new park attractions. Both shows are full of news and attraction details and clever hints. It's not just about the parks though, because as we all know, Walt Disney World is a total experience, with downtown Disney, resorts and restaurants all working to ensure our magical holidays. So lucky for us, if you are too tired to hit the parks or just want to relax with a little retail therapy, Stacey and Walt Disney World TV have got it covered. Far from a plain information show, Stacey is always entertaining. I think Disney and Stacey go together perfectly. Both are always striving for improvement and are looking to keep getting better. Since 2005, Stacey has given us her best and audiences, not just in Walt Disney World, but around the world, have loved her. So much so that we all seem to be on a first name basis. I thought I'd do some more research and throw in a bit of background information, reveal a bit more of the Stacey that we all seem to know so well already. Did you know that Stacey is a five-time national competitive artistic roller skating champion and has a degree in dance from Juilliard? Gosh, with credentials like that, it's no wonder Disney came calling. But what's even more interesting is the fact that before Stacey landed the job with Disney, she had never visited Walt Disney World. It seems as though she's so comfortable strolling the parks that it's almost hard to believe. I think it speaks to the quality of Walt Disney World and the welcoming atmosphere. We get so comfortable and enjoy our Walt Disney World holiday so much that it's often hard to say goodbye. What's even cooler about Stacey and the Walt Disney World TV? Well, just like our time at the Disney parks and when we're watching Disney films, the magic seems flawless, no matter how much effort has gone into the experience. For me, that is what makes Disney so far above the rest. A full magical experience with no cracks or signs of stress. So each show takes up to 10 days to film, with wardrobe, hair and makeup and planning all going on before Stacey graces our screens. It seems as though Stacey's shows are a full production. No detail has been left out. Sounds like a dream job to me. Most of the filming takes place before the parks are open to us public. Imagine how great it would be to ride Expedition Everest or Splash Mountain at 6am. What a wake up call. I guess these are all the little things that we don't think about. Even the guests you see in the background are often extras, brought in to simulate activity. How fun! I would definitely take that opportunity in a heartbeat. Okay, so living on the other side of the world doesn't make trips to Walt Disney World all that convenient or frequent. 
It's been a few years now and I am craving the sights of Cinderella's castle and the thrill of Tower of Terror. Back in Australia, and well, the rest of the world, Stacey has appeared on a number of informative DVDs. I just saw the one about 2011 Disney holiday planning, and wow, from the first hello, Stacey was so welcoming and made me want to go back to Walt Disney World even more. Walt Disney World TV is even easy to find on YouTube. There are a number of clips there, with each bringing a bit of magic to everyone's day. The magical thing about Disney parks is that they are the happiest places on Earth. And if someone can bring that to the other side of the world, then they have to be pretty magical themselves. Speaking of Walt Disney World attractions, did you know that the very first one was Haunted Mansion, opened in 1969? But what are Stacy's picks for the best ride? Like me, she loves the Rock and Roller Coaster and Blizzard Beach's Summit Plummet. These choices don't surprise me though. With her high energy personality and performance, it is only natural that she loves the high energy rides too. So I'd just like to say, Stacy, thank you. Your contribution to Walt Disney World Tea definitely adds to the Disney magic. Larry, it's the no place you've ever been in your whole life. First thing you gotta remember about Disney World is to pace yourself. Now this is a mistake that a lot of first timers make. They've got all these unbelievable rides and cool stuff to do. If you try to do it all at once, you'll be sleeping like a baby by lunchtime. Number two, don't eat right before you go on Mr. Toad's wild ride. Number three, Goofy is huge. I know he's only this big on TV, but in real life, Goofy could beat up Dad. Well, I guess that's all the important stuff. <sighs> You're gonna love this place, Larry. It really brings out the kid in you. There's never been a better time to make the dream come true. We'll be leaving in about three weeks. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. We are circling the Disney-created Seven Seas Lagoon. Rising from the Magic Kingdom on the opposite shore is Cinderella Castle. You can also see Disney's Mountain Range, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain in Frontierland, and Space Mountain in Tomorrowland. Just for me Think 
365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me, I'm going to Disney World with Diz On Demand on Live365.com. The grand prize ...in their dealings with... ...dressed envelope to... Davis and Kurt right down that Welcome to Must Do Disney. I'm your host, Stacy. You know, there's a lot of things in life you must do, but there are only a few of those must-dos that you really want to do. Like celebrate all of life's special moments. And boy, have you come to the place to do just that. And bonus, you can make your celebration even more memorable with new entertainment and unique experiences here at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Really, the only thing you have to decide is, what will you celebrate? Maybe I can help you figure that out. Because today, we're going to take you all around the Walt Disney World Resort, park by park, and show you what's hot and what you must do right now at Walt Disney World. This is Must Do Disney. Let's go. Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again with another installment of Disney On Demand. And a few years ago, we had a very special guest on, the person that you wake up in the morning to at the parks, the person that you close your eyes to. It's pretty much always looping at any time of the day if you're staying on the resort grounds. Uh, we had the one and only Stacy Oswald with us here. And once again, she's back at your request. You guys have emailed us. You asked us to bring her back on and uh, Stacy welcome back to Disney on demand 
very much for having me back, and thank you for wanting me back, all you wonderful viewers and listeners. Well, you know, I think what it is is you are a staple when it comes to the Disney resorts. I mean, um, as much as, you know, you may not feel that way, I will say that as any person that stays on the resort grounds, that station is on continuously, even if it's just background noise while they are getting ready to go to the parks. It's pretty much Stacy is the voice that they hear all the time. Yeah, it does, it does kind of get you fired up, doesn't it? It makes you feel fearless and energetic. <laughs> <laughs> well, for any of our listeners that are new to Disney or they're just discovering their love of Disney, um, you know, before we jump and just guess that everybody understands the resort television, um, you know, I guess, why don't we delve into that? Of course, um, you know, you did the top seven, you have the Disney must-dos. So, um, you know, I guess, how did that come about doing this uh, wonderful 20-minute loop uh, for Disney Resort TV? Well, I just had a very special disney bursary, as it's being called, um, on May 6th of 2005, 5505, the top seven must-sees went on the air. So it's been seven years. I can't believe it. It's just, it feels like a minute. Um, but I, back in 2005, I was living on the East Coast. I was living in North Carolina. And I went to an audition for something else, uh, for like an infomercial. And my agent, who had sent me to Atlanta to do this audition, called and said, have you left Atlanta yet to drive back to North Carolina because there's an audition for this thing for Disney and they want to put you on tape. So can you turn back around? And I said, sure, you know, I auditioned for a living. That's what I do. So I went back and they gave me some copy to read and it was actually the bit from Top 7 about Summit Summit so in Blizzard Beach. And so I went back and I did it and drove back to North Carolina, and I guess it was like two days later, they said, we have a call back, and the director's going to be there. So I drove back to Atlanta, eight hours round trip, got to love that. Good time for soul reflection. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back, met the director, and myself and a few other women were there. And a couple of days later, I got the call that the part was mine, and it was really, really exciting because it was my first really big job. It was my first hosting job. And it was my first trip to Disney World. There were a lot of firsts. So it was really, really exciting. And it was something that I thought would maybe last for a year. And then that show, the Top 7 Musties, ran for four years. And I thought, okay, well, surely this lovely ride is going to be over, no pun intended. But <laughs> They called and said, well, we kind of think that we can't replace you right now, so would you like to do the must-dos, you know, the must-dos of Disney? And I said, okay. So that went on the air in 2009, and that is what is currently running now. And, you know, we update it when it needs to be updated. So it's just been an incredible, incredible thing that, that has led to so many other opportunities for me. And just, I can't say thank you enough and be grateful enough for all the wonderful fans who have shown their love to me and to Disney to tell them how much they love it and I, I feel like I am a part of people's vacation and they, they tell me that I'm a special part of that and I get them excited and then they take me home and watch it on YouTube when they miss it and it's, it's, it's really very, very special and I'm so, so grateful for it. It's, it's certainly 
yes, it's a job, but for me, it's so much more. I mean, it's been an incredible journey, and, and we're still here seven years later, so something must be working. Cool. <laughs> well, exactly. And I, like you said, it is one of those things where um, it is people's vacations and it's something that they associate with it. And, you know, like I've spoken with you before, it, you know, my daughter just loves it. I mean, it, she associates it with when we are at the parks, we have to have Stacy on. And, um, you know, like I was talking with you off air that she knows it word for word. And, um, you know, it is part of people's lives. It well, is. maybe when they're done with me, maybe they've got their new hopes. In your daughter. <laughs> Just saying, I'll put in a good word for her. <laughs> now, um, you know, speaking of that audition and how you are part of this now, um, I know you've spoken of this in the past, even back when you were back on our show. Um, but, you know, when you went and did this, it was actually your first time to Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Is that correct? Yes, it, yes, it was. And, you know, I come from a big family, and so we didn't, you know, with a big family, lots of kids, I mean, we didn't do a lot of big, big vacations. Kind of being at home was like being at Disney World. So I had never been there, and, you know, I was also going there, okay, I'm in work mode, and I've got all these lines of the script in my head, and I, I knew I just had to be right on. But, I mean, I remember the first, I think the first day we shot, we were in Epcot, and it was just, I mean, truly, it was magical. And I remember thinking, okay, you have to enjoy this moment because this is this is an incredible lifetime first for you. But, okay, try to stay in your zone. Try to stay. I mean, it was like everything left my brain for a few minutes just by I kind of took it all in. And it was really, really early in the morning um, before the parks were open. And it was just really, really special. And so certainly... My enthusiasm, even to this day, even though I've been back many, many times, there is something about even every time you go to Disney World, isn't it like you're there for the first time because you see something different or you smell something different? And it really is so special. And, and so that was pretty incredible. It's definitely high on my list of well, definitely. Like you said, it is one of those things where there's something new every single time. Now, that's going to make me ask you, um, top attraction that you have to do at the Magic Kingdom? Uh, I always feel so badly picking the one. Um, well, I always have to, well, I love Space Mountain. Love it. That's a good and, choice. Yeah, because you know, it's really classic. Um... But I love my little teacups, my little, I always have to sit in the lavender one. <laughs> I love the teacups. Isn't that dorky? I don't think so, because the classic attractions, there's something to be said that there is an attraction that has been there since the park opened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, and it's fun because you get to see everybody's faces, and it's, it's very interactive as you're swirling around everybody, and mine is always spinning. Much to the cameraman's dismay, because he never liked that. Because I'm like, we're going to sing the entire time. But there's just something about it that really is, it's just so special, because you get to see entire families in one little cup together, and, and not every ride, everyone can ride together. So, I don't know, that just is kind of a, a special one for me. But I do like the thrill ones. As you know, I'm a screamer. I like to scream. <laughs> well, but besides just the screaming, I have to say one of the catchphrases that uh, always sticks with me that you mentioned on the Resort TV is, uh, of course, the uh, baby, always ending everything with baby. 
And that also is the sorry Mickey. There is something about that sorry Mickey and bouncing that ball that is just memorable. I know. I know. Because I'm a huge animal activist and a vegetarian. So, I mean, there was just, I know that it's a rubber ball, but there was just something about, oh my gosh, I'm throwing Mickey and bouncing him on his head over and over again. And so, yeah, I felt like I had to apologize for confusing me. <laughs> Well, stepping aside from, uh, you know, Resort TV and Disney, and I'm sure we'll get back to it, but like you said, you are a vegetarian, a big animal activist, and many other things, so let's, uh, I guess, go way back for Stacy, and of course, uh, let's go back into the wonderful uh, boogie days of roller skating and your roller skating history. Right on, baby, right on. Yes, well, I have a kind of a quirky little hobby that started when I was little, and then I kind of took a break because I had a whole, I was a professional dancer, and I went to Juilliard, and I performed in ballet companies and modern companies, had that whole part of my life. And then I kind of got back into skating uh, later, and I won the national championship five times in artistic roller skating. So it's just my fun little, my fun little thing. And I haven't, uh, the last championship I won was in 2006. And happily and sadly, I'm just so, so busy now that I just don't have time to do the training for it because you really, to stay at that level, have to train extensively. So as much as I love it and I miss it and I love the the family of skaters that I was able to train with and my coaches, it's just not something that I can really maneuver with my schedule now. But I was able to do some hosting on roller skates for the Los Angeles Sparks Pro uh, WNBA team out here in L.A. So I got to roller skate around the Staples Center for a couple of seasons, and that was really fun. They called me Roller Girl. How, <laughs> how creative. And uh, actually, Jack Black would come to games, and he would sit right on court side, and I'd go by and do my thing. He'd be like, yeah, give me a t-shirt, Roller Girl. You know, he would always heckle me. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's a really... Interesting sport. Are you familiar at all with artistic roller skating? Well, I'm familiar enough with, uh, let's just say, what I've seen in passing, and uh, yes. I can imagine it's not what it would roller be. derby. It's not knocking people down. It's not that. Although that would be fun. I know, but people say to me, "Oh my gosh, you're so petite. I mean, how do you knock people down?" And I'm like, "I don't knock them down. At least they're on purpose." But, um, but no, it's, it's it's artistic roller skating. It's kind of akin to ice dancing and figure skating, but with some variation, so the rhinestones and the and you, you're everyone's going for the medals and the judging and it's very intense. But I'm kind of a competitive person by nature, so being a creative person and being competitive is a nice balance because you have the artistic side of it, but you all are going for that gold medal. Even only give out three gold, silver, bronze. I mean. You want the gold one, right? Right. I think everybody would want the gold one. Now, I guess with the uh, with doing uh, roller skating and that, come on, you live in California, so do you ever just toss them on and go up and down the beach and, you know, Jack Tripper style, just hanging on out? <laughs> well, I actually went to uh, my best friend's daughter had a birthday party. She's six years old, and she had a roller skating party. So, of course, I was more excited than all the children there, and my well, we call her my niece because my friend is like my sister, and she would say, Auntie Stacy, she would tell all of her friends, this is my Auntie Stacy, and she's a professional. 
So I was kind of teaching the boys and girls some little tips about stopping and starting and staying up on their feet. So it was really, really fun. But it's weird because if I just skate kind of like that, it feels weird. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I should put on my skating outfit and I should, you know, put on the false eyelashes and do the whole thing. But it's fun. I mean, I have done it kind of leisurely out here. But um, it's just not quite the same as when you're really in that competition mode and in this, you know, the audience and the costumes and the judges. It's just it's different. But it is fun. And I, I'll, I'll always love it. And the beauty of, of roller skating is that there are people that are in their 70s and 80s that are still competing. They're amazing people. They, they're in incredible shape and they're incredible athletes. So, you know, I guess in a bunch of decades, if I decide I still want to compete, I know I can maybe get back into the. Into the <laughs> it could always be a, a, you know, a second life career, just getting right back into it. <laughs> the octogenarian second wind is like think up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you informed. I'll let you know if I'm coming out of retirement. How about that? Oh, definitely. I would have to be there. I mean, the the best memories I have of roller skating was, you know, going in junior high and high school just trying to pick up girls. So that was about it. Oh, did you put the comb in your back pocket and go on the moonlight and all that stuff? Oh, yes. I remember those days. It makes me feel old, but I remember those days. <laughs> nice. Very, very nice. Well, it obviously works. I mean, you have a lovely family, so oh, thank you. you must have the move. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, uh, stepping aside from roller skating, you you are an animal activist, which is very big. I mean, um, especially in today's society, because I feel like many things just go um, with social media and things like that. It's so much easier to bring awareness to things that are causes that, you know, other than Bob Barker before and other people like that, you never really knew. Um, I guess, how did that get you? Uh, how did you get started in doing that? And, you know, how can any of our listeners help out? Well, I've always been an animal lover. I, I really think, you know, I, I think there's something about my spirit and animals. I mean, whether it's dogs, cats, horses, birds. I mean, I just, I've always been an, a, a nature lover, and I've always liked to be in nature. And, and you know, for me, I think I think society, and it's been said by, by people far greater than me, that you, know, you judge a society on how they treat the animals and the elderly. And I think that we can do a much, much better job in both areas. And I think that we have a very kind of a, a ca- there can be a casualness about just because it's an animal doesn't mean that it doesn't have feeling and it doesn't have the ability to be treated poorly or beautifully. So I, you know, I have two animals that I rescued and I'm, I've fostered animals in the past. I have a lot of friends that that are involved in rescue groups. And so for me, I've always been very, very aware of of how animals are treated. And, you know, when you make that commitment to to care for an animal for the duration of its life, I mean, that's a huge responsibility. It's not like a child who will eventually go out and become independent and have their own life. I mean, this animal is completely 100% dependent on you for all of its needs. So... Um, you know, I, I just, I've always been passionate about it. I've always, you know, growing up, we would, there were stray cats or stray dogs. I mean, we would feed them and it, it was in New York, so it was cold in the wintertime and we would build these elaborate shelters on the back porch for the animals because we couldn't bring them all inside, but we always made sure they were taken care of. And I got that love and appreciation and regard for other human beings from my family, from my parents. And so for me now, if 
I have any kind of status or platform to help incredible activists like you mentioned and Betty White and anybody else who's out there who who endorses adoption and rescuing versus going to breeders for animals. I mean, I am all about that. And I think that in my lifetime, I believe that I can see and do what I can do to help end animal homelessness and animal cruelty especially because that is another area that I am so, so passionate about and that is just a zero-tolerance thing for me if you hurt an animal. So what I do in my way is, is when I can... I volunteer and I donate, obviously. And one of the things that I do on my website at stacyjazwa.com is when people want an autographed picture, what I started doing several years ago, and it's really been a wonderful thing, is I personally autograph and personalize a picture to someone, and then the proceeds of that $20 go to multiple organizations that do animal advocacy, as well as some environmental stuff, specifically for animals. And... I've also partnered with a couple of travel agencies. Um, Becky Mankin, who you may know at MEI Travel, she and I have partnered and done charity drives where she donates part of her proceeds for a certain period of time to multiple organizations that I support. So there's a lot of people out there. It's just a matter of everybody putting their money where their mouth is and, and whether it's donating blankets and sheets and towels to shelters or volunteering. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. But it's just making sure that everybody is aware and everybody does their part and, you know, rescues animals and adopts them and doesn't go to breeders. So it's a very long-winded answer. Can you tell that this is really important? <laughs> well, it's a very important cause. And, you know, I'm sure all of our listeners out there that are tuning in, um, you know, it's one of those things where go to, go to Stacy's website. We'll have a link on our site and whatnot. And I'm sure we'll recap it at the end of this and, you know, get that autograph and know that it goes to a good cause. I mean, it's really important and it's something you believe in and many others do as well. Yeah, and I've gotten wonderful comments from people and emails and that, that, that are certainly doing their part. And I think that it's definitely definitely improved, but we certainly have a ways to go, and um, I think that we can end no-kill shelters, and we can get those animals off the street, and stay in neuter, and do all the things that you need to do to be responsible to care for these animals, so that they're not they're not harmed any more than they, they already are. Definitely, and, you know, speaking of animals, let's use that as a great segue, and other things that you're, you know, involved with, and you do a lot of other voiceover work other than Disney, and one of those is, you know, Bush Gardens, as well as McDonald's, and many other things. I guess, how different is it doing voiceover work, and, uh, you know, doing those kind of projects, as opposed to, you know, acting in front of the camera, and things like that, because it takes just as much skill, just as much acting talent, Um, I guess, uh, I guess, when you do those um, how much fun is it to do those, and are there any uh, voiceover work that sticks out in your mind that, uh, as of recent, that has just been a blast to do? Well, it is. It is voice acting, and that's a huge misconception. People think, oh, you just have to have a funny voice, or you just have to be able to read. It really is acting, and what I love about it is that it's a challenge, because a lot of about acting on camera, you know, you can make a subtle expression change, and if you can see it, you can understand the meaning. Well, the challenge with voice acting is you have to create the same kind of richness and texture and humor, if it's humorous or drama or suspense, but you're not seen. You have to do that through your voice and and the effects. So I like the challenge. I like any good challenge. And so that 
that's been really, really special and really, really fun. And I, I also like the fact that my entire career isn't based on how I look and how I age. So I like the fact that being a voice actor, having that part of my career is that it's very friendly to, I mean, there's people, you know, June Foray is in her 90s and she's still, she's acting on a, a, an animated series right now. So it's pretty amazing pretty amazing when you think about it and you've got people like Nancy Cartwright who's the voice of Bart Simpson you know you have women in their 40s and 50s and 60s doing voices of 10 year old boys and 12 year old girls and so that could never happen obviously on camera so that's always fun and you get to play girls and boys and and I do do a lot of of radio work and television work commercial stuff and and I'm entering into animation and video games and so it's really really fun I really, really like it. And I'm sure that many of your fans are going to be able to pick up on that and, uh, you know, notice uh, hints of Stacy floating around. And, you know, like you said, you're getting into animation and video games. And video games with dialogue and voiceover work is very big right now. So it is a, a great uh, takeoff that I'm sure uh, for you is really going to grow. Well, it's great because, I mean, the quality of games, I mean, they are like theatrical movies. I mean, it's amazing the the technology and, and the, the acting that goes on in video games. It's really an incredible medium. So um, that, I mean, it's all, it's, I mean, I love being creative. I love working. I love getting to meet new people and have new experiences. So as long as I'm getting to do that and it's stuff that is inspiring and things, it's not hurting anybody, then I'm all about that. And, and it, you know, it's hard to pick my favorite thing. I mean, voiceover is really cool because you can go in and in 30 minutes you can you can record multiple spots of something and it's just, it's just incredible how fast it is. And I, I record sometimes from home and it's amazing. I'll be recording. I'll be in Los Angeles and the client will be in St. Louis and the ad people will be in Florida. I mean, it's just incredible. It's a global industry and the technology now makes it so incredibly possible for people to be recording all over the world and 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 still get the job done that's pretty pretty cool how the technology works Definitely. It makes it a lot more accessible for many agencies and people. And, you know, like yourself, you can, you know, like you said, you can do it from home and things like that. So, you know, when you're not venturing out to any of the Disney parks, you can uh, do some work from home and, and sit there in your PJs and, you know, maybe have some roller skates on. Who knows? Exactly. Well, the cool thing is if I have to go out of town, I can take a portable gear with me so I can still record things. And that's what's really crazy is when you're, you know, huddled under couches somewhere cushion, you know, <laughs> creating your own vocal booth, and <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing, I, and you know, sometimes I, I have to admit, I mean, I've recorded in my pajamas, and you know, it, it, that's really fun, I mean, you get to you get to kind of come as you are, if you have to, so. Definitely, now, um, there's some other things that I'll touch base on, of course, which, you, you know, you have new web series and things like that, but for any of our Disney listeners, I'm going to come back to Disney for a moment, and let's talk about Top attraction at Epcot. Which one is it? Gosh. Fast track, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun, right? Test Track is fun, and especially with the new uh, reboot that it's going to be getting soon. I, you know, a lot of people say it looks too Tron-like. I personally think it's going to be a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because and that's what's so beautiful about Disney World is that depending on the day, 
you wake up that morning and you're thinking, mm, I'm all about the thrill stuff today. And you go and you do it, and then maybe the next day, you're kind of like, I'm going to just kind of ease back, chill out. So, you know, again, it's like, I mean, in general, I do like the thrill rides, hands down, if I have to pick. I mean, I, I like the stuff that throws me around and puts me upside down, and um, that stuff I do definitely like. But, you know, sometimes you just want to kick back and, you know, maybe do something a little more low-key. So it really does give you everything. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much the perfect place, right? Right, it gives you that mix, and you, like you said, you were you're a thrill junkie as well. But um, I guess then they didn't have to really push your buttons to go down any uh, summit plummet or any of that stuff. You were just ready, gung ho to do it. Well, they, I, I was, but well, because part of it was like, well, you know, they've invited me, and you know, I assume they're going to pay me, so I guess I should probably do it. But they, this was the part that's still funny to me. Like, no one ever kind of asked me. So do you have any motion sickness? Do you have any problems? Are you? I mean, no one ever kind of asked me that. So I thought that was interesting. But I do remember the first, in the top seven must-sees, the first director. I mean, it was, a, it was a crazy shoot. I mean, we shot for, gosh, it was like nine, nine or ten days, I think. And we shot, you know, obviously all the water parks, all the theme parks. And, I mean, I was pretty much, I had huge bruises and blisters because I would run into things or the camera would run into me and I mean it was like it was like guerrilla warfare with with animation it was amazing but I I just kind of did everything like Summit Plum and I did multiple times in a row um everything I pretty much did over and over again I mean when I get knocked down by the wave um I think I shot that 12 times <laughs> And then they were teasing me because I think they said after, like, maybe take six or seven, they said, oh, yeah, we kind of got it, but it was just really fun to watch you just get up and, <laughs> and take the wave down again. So, um, But, no, we had a great time. The crew is always amazing. The directors are always amazing. And, um, it's you know, it's, it's definitely challenging. It's hard to call it work, but it definitely is. It's not like I – it's just all fun and games. It's definitely fun. But there is a goal and there is an idea that has to be met so that it really is what it needs to be. But it's certainly, even with all the bumps and whistles, definitely something that I... I love doing. Well, and like you said, it is work, and you know that is an important factor. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, they may have touched upon this in other interviews you've done, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where everyone feels: is there a lot of improv, you know, or was a lot of it, you know, written down by the director? He knew what he wanted, and uh, you know, they knew what they were going for. Well, there is an amazing. The, the writer um, was amazing. There was a writer who was so so creative and so talented, and you know, a lot of it was scripted, but once we got there and once they kind of knew, definitely with the top seven, you know, we were all new to each other, but once, after the first day or so of shooting, the writer and I were extremely, our brain, I think we shared a brain, and we all, we just kind of had that same, like, his words definitely were, I mean, it was a lot to learn in four days, I'll tell you that, but, I only had four days to learn it, but, it, once I got there and kind of got a sense of things, I mean, it, it was definitely, it just kind of clicked. And so there were times when they would send me and do what they call B-roll, and they would say, okay, like especially through World Showcase, they would say, okay, go in go in there and, and do stuff and pick stuff up and, and say things about it. So there's definitely 
improv where I would just throw out lines, and I never was quite sure what they would use or not use until I saw the final cut. But there were some definite lines, and I would say, hey, can I say this or can I say that? And and um, they were really, really generous with allowing me to improv and do things that felt natural to me. And because I think the writer and I were, were definitely kind of on the same page, no pun intended, with our thoughts, it really clicked. It wasn't like my improvs were so far out of the mark that they didn't make sense to the show. And then by the time we got to Must Do Disney, we all were really, you know, it was a different director, but we definitely all knew what the end result needed to be. And, you know, going into the studio for the green screen component, I mean, that changes the energy a little bit. I know some of the fans were a little disappointed at first, I think, because it, it's a totally different energy level. It's more of an entertainment style show format. But I think they've grown to still appreciate it because there are still elements of zany, quirky, crazy spacey. So I think that they <laughs> still get a little bit of a fix of it. And it's a shorter show. The Must Do Disney is a shorter show than Top 7 was. Definitely. It is much shorter. It's a little more condensed. But, you know, it is full of uh, the definite Stacy taglines that we constantly hear. You know, the wonderful pretzel line and sorry, Mickey, and uh, all the one wonderful fun ones that everyone's come to know. Yeah, there's some good ones. And I know sometimes as they edit things and, and lines leave, leave the show, people are sad. But, you know, I think they can live on forever and... You know, I'm sure they're on YouTube somewhere, so you can find them. Right. I think everything is always on YouTube or, you know, in my... my, I know. Whether it it should be or not, my gosh. (laughs) Everything is always on YouTube. I'm so amazed at what... I mean, I'm not a big YouTube surfer, but it's amazing to me what people put on YouTube. I mean, it's like... Oh, my gosh. I wish I had that much for that. Right. You know, but, you know, I look at it this way. At least it's there for somebody to watch, right? So somebody has something to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, with the with the must-dos in the top seven, and I'm sure you'll probably have to decline, but I know I will take a lot of flack if I don't at least try. Um, is there anything you can share about the upcoming um, anything, Fantasyland, any new must-do shootings or Anything at all. I mean, I understand how uh, tight wrapped things usually are, but to appease the listeners of the show, I know I have to ask. Um, otherwise, we're going to get the flack for not even touching upon it. I know. <laughs> and it is with great sadness in my heart that I say, no comment. <laughs> but you tried, Jonathan. And high five, long distance high five. <laughs> I... I wish I could, but I can't. Right. Well, you know, I had to try. It's one of those things where if I didn't try, you never know. You never know. But I will say that sometimes I don't even know. So that's, and that's the honest truth, that, that sometimes I don't even know what's happening until I get the call and it's happening. So I'm, I'm not holding out. Well, at least, at, at least you could at least verify this. We will still be seeing Stacy in the future at the resorts. Is that correct? Well... Tomorrow's considered the future, right? So, yeah. Awesome. See, that's perfect. Now, stepping aside from Disney, as I touched upon earlier, and we were talking about YouTube and things all over the web, um, you have an all-new web series as well that is out there with uh, Mr. Duran, who has his own studio and things as well. Would you like to elaborate on that for any of our listeners? Yes. I have a new web show called VO Buzz Weekly. It is available only on the web at VOBuzzWeekly.com. And it's a really, really exciting show. It basically puts the face to the voice of the voice actors that you love, the people that you hear on cartoons and television and radio and in movies. And 
we talk to everybody. It's an entertainment format talk show, and we talk to everyone from voice actors, agents, directors, writers, casting people, studio tech experts, everybody associated with voiceover that is the best of the best comes to the show. And it premiered January 8th of this year. And I have to tell you, I knew that it was something that was special because there is not a show of this type out there right now. There are podcasts that are amazing. Um, but for what we're doing, there wasn't something like this, which we, when we were researching, when Chuck and I were researching, we were really kind of surprised. And when we said, this is what we need to do because he's one of the top producers in L.A. and has an incredible career in voiceover. My career in voiceover is growing, and so we both are very passionate about it. And the voice actors and everyone associated with voiceover, they're, they're amazing individuals, and the recognition is just very different from an on-camera celebrity. And these people are just as talented, if not more so, than on-camera celebrities, but they don't necessarily get the same kind of accolades and recognition. So... We said, we've got to do something, and we started the show, and it is just exploding. We're being watched in 80 countries around the world, which is pretty cool, and we hear from viewers all over the world, Nigeria, Australia, Uruguay, China, and they're all over the U.S. It's amazing, the U.K., and, and people are really liking it because what we absolutely had to have was a show that was about inspiring, educating and bringing people together and bringing people a sense of community. We didn't want anything that was, no offense, but like a TMZ speculation, you know, kind of spectacular kind of stuff, gossipy shows. We just didn't want anything. We didn't want to generate more of that into the world. So that was definitely a prerequisite. And so we have found a lot of joy in doing it. I mean, it's a huge amount of work, as you know, producing your own show and, but it's definitely a labor of love, and I know that it's something that's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow, and, and plus it lets me get out there every single week and communicate with people and and get, you know, another part of my life in the next two. So it's great. So VOBuzzWeekly.com, it's free. You just have to subscribe with an email and a password, and you can watch all the episodes. They're up there 24-7, so if you need to catch up. Definitely. It, you know, and it's a great show. I mean, I had a chance to go back and signed up watched it and um you know like you said it is very it's educational it's fun and people who are looking to get into the business or just want to learn more about it um things like that it really delves more into um just beyond somebody who is i'm a fan of this person who does voiceover work that's it because there's so many other people involved with it and this is just it really explores it and opens it up for everybody as well well and what's really that we're finding from viewers is that there's a lot of people watching that aren't in the business, don't ever want to be in the business, but just hearing other people's stories about how they went from nothing to incredible success in their career, we've gotten amazing emails from people saying, you know what, I'm a school teacher and I've always wanted to go and do this. And you know what, I heard so-and-so's story, and it made me just get off the couch and say, I'm not going to procrastinate any longer, and I'm going to pursue my dream. So your dream doesn't necessarily have to be voiceover, but there is something about hearing people's stories about persevering, about never giving up, even when you get knocked down, just getting up and getting up and getting up, and knowing that in your mind and in your heart, this is what I have to do with my life, 
there's something about that that you can connect to because it's a human story. It's not just a voiceover story. So that's what I love is that it's not just a niche audience of voiceover people or people wanting to get into it. It's about inspiring people to be all that they can be and to, and to reach for their dreams and to never feel like it's too late to try or to start or to succeed at something. So that I love because, you know, you may not get this, but I'm kind of <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that because I think one, there needs to be more of that in in society in general, and two, like like you said, it's one of those things where you know it's good to hear about people really being people, which I always feel is very important as well. I mean, I openly talk about my family, my kids on this show as well, and other shows I listen to, or um, you know Rob Paulson, you know his show, things like that. I mean, it is it's the kind of thing where people are people and you like to hear the stories that aren't necessarily about hey I went into the studio and did this you know you want to you want to be able to relate to them and you hear their stories of you know like you said how they got knocked down and you know what they recovered we've all been there and you get through it and look at what happens and anything can happen absolutely and you know what it's like the common theme that every person that's come on the show Nancy Cartwright Jim Cummings Rob Paulson age anybody that's come on the show it's that follow your instinct. Listen to that little voice. Just follow your gut. No matter what, anybody can tell you what they think you should do with your life or what their opinion is or if you're doing it. But nobody knows you and your heart better than you do. And so that has been a common thread. And I swear, since we started doing the show, I mean, it's definitely for me... It's helped me as a voice actor. It's helped me as a human being. I I just, I, I so appreciate when people are so generous and open and vulnerable about sharing their highs and their lows because it could help somebody else. I just think that's an amazing gift. And so being able to bring that to the viewers, to myself, to anybody who's able to watch or listen to the show, I, I feel like that's I feel like we've already succeeded. So that's a really, really special thing about it. So the plan is we'll just like keep going. It's just getting bigger and better, and we've got exciting stuff coming up with it. And we're going to start doing some location shooting at a different events that are coming up. So it's, it's really, really, it's really, really fun. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Right, and they're great episodes, and, you know, with all this optimism, I have to say that, you know, maybe it is not a coincidence that, uh, you know, you are one of the Disney spokespeople, because there's a, there's a little bit of Walt in that kind of speech. Yeah, well, that, thank you, that's quite an honor to compare it to him. In any, in any way, I mean, no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we all, are, we all get older, but we don't have to be old, and I think if you can maintain that childlike spirit and that sense of openness and willingness and offering a hand to help somebody else. I mean, if you can keep that spirit throughout your entire life, I think that that's a life well lived. And that's certainly my goal. And I, because I have certainly had people in my life outside of my incredible family that have said, you know what, I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to give you a hand. I'm going to help you so you don't have to learn this lesson the hard way. I've had incredible teachers in my life. I have incredibly supportive friends and colleagues. So anything that I can personally do in the projects that I work on that can give that back and make things better and help people and help animals, and that's what I, that's what I want to do because, you know, when I 
put my head on the pillow at night. I want to know that that day and, and every day of my life that I have done something to make someone feel better or smile or just to take them out of something that maybe they, didn't, they couldn't deal with for a while anyway. And, and hopefully it helps them. You know, and I think I have to commend that as well. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you're giving back. You're, you know, you're giving something to everybody, giving them that hope, you know, passing it on. And, uh, you know, I guess that'll bring it right back to uh, doing the resort TV because you're helping all those weary travelers every night fall asleep and plan their day the next day. And um, that'll bring me to another Disney question, this time not about the parks. Favorite all-time live-action Disney movie? Oh, my gosh. I know. It's it's a hard one because I always have a toss-up of many of them that people what, probably haven't heard of. What, let me ask, what's your favorite? It's a toss-up between, of course, the obvious Mary Poppins and the second, yeah. less obvious, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, good one. Jonathan That's Price one. was brilliant in that film. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you that I was going to say Mary Poppins. I promise you. <laughs> I love Mary Poppins. Um, I had, when I went to kindergarten, kindergarten? No, first grade. I had a Mary Poppins dress, and I wore it on the first day of school, and it had this little picture of Mary Poppins, and then the zipper on her skirt, there was a zipper on her skirt that you could unzip, and it showed, like, little ruffly under things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know why I even told you that, and you'll probably want to edit that out, but, um, no, probably Mary Poppins, I would say, because, I mean, isn't that what it's all about? I mean... You know, my gosh. I mean, first of all, the cast is is incredible. But just that feeling of, like, acceptance and hope and never giving up. I mean, I think those are all things that I definitely stand for and strive for every day. So I'm going to second your Mary Poppins. Very good. You know, and I think with what you're trying to do with your web series and your optimism, you know, you're much like, well... You're a lot more beautiful, but you are more, you're much like the uh, the tuppence a bag bird lady, you know, trying to give back to the community. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you look a lot better, though. <laughs> well, you know, you catch me on a good day. But, uh, well, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I would be out there with the birds, you know, feeding them probably. So. Right, you'd be trying to save them. Yes, exactly. I would be shooing people away from the birds so they did not get hurt. Well, with that said, you know, I won't keep you too much longer. You know, it's been a pleasure having you on once again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, you know, for... It's so fun. Well, for any of our listeners out there, one last, I guess, uh, Staceyism we could do. Is there anything that you'd want to leave out there for any of our Disney On Demand listeners uh, as a leaving token, um, as Stacy, uh, uh, Stacy, words of wisdom, I guess? Well, I guess I would say, hmm, be kind be kind and remember that what you think and what you do matters and it affects people and hopefully if you can put someone else's shoes on once in a while and think how how, how does their life feel you know maybe it will make make us make us act differently towards one another because I think at the end of the day we all want love and we all want acceptance and validation that we are enough and that we are good at something and so I think just think think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and 
and hope that it's affecting someone in a good way. Those are awesome words of wisdom. And, you know, I want to thank you once again for stopping in and, you know, talking with us. You know, it was always a pleasure and, you know, it's just always great. And I think you always fill the room with energy. Well, thank you. And it's been such a pleasure. And I and I appreciate another opportunity to, to talk to you and to your listeners. And I wish you much success as well. You're doing a wonderful thing. Well, thank you very much. Can you remember back to the simpler time? Back to the watercolor days that still run through your mind. Oh, I remember just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be. The feeling that our hearts could just take wings, we could live out all our dreams. Journey there was never far away, but like a dream come true, that's still inside of you. The secret of tomorrow is to live your dreams today. Hello everyone, 
I'm Julie Andrews, and I'm here at the opening of the Walt Disney World in Florida, just a few miles away from Cape Kennedy, where men point their space vehicles toward the stars. Walt Disney decided to launch his final dream. A commitment to the future for your children and mine. This is a world of lakes and waterways, of incredible new rides and illusions, of wildlife sanctuaries for nature's creatures, as well as camping grounds and golf courses and all manner of wonderful things for the human species. Best of all, it is a place to stir the imagination and instill a sense of hope for tomorrow. A joyful land built by an inspired dreamer for other dreamers and dreams still to come. The time, now. Occasion, the opening of Walt Disney World. The place, Orlando, Florida. The grand opening of Walt Disney World. Starring Julie Andrews. Special guest star Glenn Campbell. Also starring Buddy Hackett. Jonathan Winters. In special tribute to Walt Disney, Bob Hope. Those tracks off the port side lead to Big Thunder Mountain, where gold was found a few years back. Indian legends say that evil spirits haunt the area. Well, the miners are starting to believe that, what with all the runaway trains that have been hurtling down the mountain lately. Speaking of trains, well, there's one that's run into a pile of trouble. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 I think Thunder Mountain there's a frightened, trembling man. His body's weak and feeble, and his skin has lost its tan. But I asked him for a ticket, he turned and shook his head. He grabbed me by the shoulder, and this is what he said. Before you get on board this train, there's something you should know. When I finish with this tale, you might not want to go. I listened with amazement that what he said was true. And now, my friend, the time has come to tell this tale to you. Hear the legend of Thunder Mountain. If you eat a pot and stay away from the Thunder Mountain Railroad. Thunder Mountain Railroad. Said as legend has it on one foggy night in June The train and crew pulled out as well beneath the darkened moon The boiler full of water and the tinder full of coal The whistle screamed a warning as the wheels began to roll Then like a bug he bronco with a cougar on his back The train began to run away now miles and miles of track What happened to the crew that night no one has ever learned The train pulled in all by itself the men did not return. Here's a legend of Thunder Mountain. If you eat a pot and stay away from the Thunder Mountain Railroad, Thunder Mountain Railroad run away. 
thunder continues to unfold. The stories of its danger continue to be told. Avalanche of rattlesnakes and earthquakes in the night. And voices of that phantom crew that chill your blood with So please forgive me, mister, if I'm standing in your way. But before you buy your ticket, there's one thing I have to say. Hear the legend of the mountain. You need the fight to stay away. Sorry for the hold-up, folks. There seems to be a slow-moving train up ahead, so we got to sit here for a spell. You just remain seated, and we'll be right with you. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC-82. Confirmed. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Glad that you decided to join me once again as we talk a little about the Disney side of movies. This week's selection from The Vault comes from our recent history. Stacy Aswood was gracious enough to visit Jonathan this week on Disney On Demand. As we all know, the only time that we really get to see Stacy is usually when we're prepping for a great day at the parks while staying on property with her Walt Disney World's must-do and Walt Disney World's top seven must-sees. In honor of her relentless search for the perfect happenings at the Walt Disney World, I decided to do a little searching for a film based on a Walt Disney attraction. Well, I could have gone with the most obvious, but how many times do we want to discuss Pirates of the Caribbean? Okay, we're all a little tired of hearing this, that, or another of what should have been added, what should have been taken out. So I drove a little deeper into the library and pushed aside The Haunted Mansion, a movie I decided to save for later, so don't fear, and went down towards Frontierland. This brought me to the 2002 theatrical release, The Country Bears. Yes, that's right, The Country Bears. I do own the film, yes, we will be discussing it, and you will understand a little bit of the joy that this film does bring. The Bear Band Bears will play now in the good old key of G. This relatively short film is very loosely based on the classic Walt Disney World attraction, and I'm going to say very loosely based. Clocking in at about 88 minutes, we are whisked into a bringing back the band kind of film. Who's in it? Well, there's... Zeke and Zim, Ted, friend of our name, Tennessee. Well, why, yes, Henry, thanks. Of course, those classic characters are there, but let's not forget you, Henry. 
Trixie, and of course Big Al. From that point, that's where the movie diverts from the attraction and becomes a film of its own. Barry Barrington, <laughs> cute little play on words there, is obsessed with the nostalgic quartet. To him, everything is bears, because, well, he is a bear. Something most people don't seem to care or mind in this world. Except for his brother, Dex. Dex is so fed up with the fact that no one, including Barry, even notices the difference between humans and bears, which is the seen throughout the entire film, that he makes some very hurtful remarks towards Barry. Barry's father tries to make the situation better by giving him one piece of advice. Being different can lead us to our higher power. Feeling more hurt than understanding, Barry decides to leave. What better place for him to run off to than Country Bear Hall, original home to the Country Bears, a place one can be different and still fit in. Upon arrival, we discover that Country Bear Hall is destined to be demolished because Henry hasn't been paying the mortgage. The evil Reed Thimble III, banker, demolished lover, and former armpit musician is delightfully played by Christopher Walken. He is truly a Disney villain you love to hate. You could almost see him cartooned so dramatically. It is wonderful. He will and does everything in his power so that no one can save Country Bear Hall. Overhearing all of this and hoping to fulfill his dreams of being with the Bears, Barry vows to get the band back together for one last concert. After a heart-to-heart -heart with Big Al, Henry realizes that the kid is right and it's a road trip to get the band back together that is a must. The band has been apart now for at least 10 years, so putting them back together has put them really into the real world. Each of the bears has a little something to overcome to realize their original purpose. We discover that Fred is a security guard for a music studio in Nashville. Zeb has never left the one thing that he loves the most, and that's honey. Tennessee has become a not-so-successful marriage counselor. His former wife, Trixie, has been singing in hotel bars. No swinging from the rafters there, unfortunately. And Ted has become what he's despised the most. And what we pretty much all despise the most, a wedding singer. However, it is by being together for the first time since their breakup do they realize that they need each other, like a family. As you can guess, the bears save the day and each other. At the same time, Dex and Barry learn what, is truly, what it truly means to be a family, regardless of whether they're adopted or not. This movie is filled with musical cameos from Bonnie Raitt to Don Henley, Queen Latifah to Elton John. The bright star of that time period, of course being 2002, was Haley Joel Osment, and he provided the voice for Barry. Of course, we later see Haley's sister growing up in Hannah, Montana. So again, one of those great Disney ties in a Disney film. It's nice to see a Disney film at the time come back to something that's been missing for a number of years in that time, and that's the music. Uh, of course, you had Newsies at the time, which tried to do the same thing, and it, for some reason, that musical didn't do it, and let's face it, Country Bears didn't do it either. All of the music from the film was written specifically for the Bears. If this film was supposed to be based on the attraction, wouldn't it have been nice to hear something from Wendell? What do you mean? Miguel doesn't get to sing Blood on the Saddle? Well, I guess I'm looking for a little more country lovin'. Well, at least Pirates of the Caribbean, we got a pirate's life for me. Although no one was looking for Carlos in that one either. <laughs> at least one good thing is still tied with the attraction to the members of the band, is that each member of the band plays their respective instrument that you would see in the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> 
So you've got your harmonicas, you've got your fiddles, you've got your guitars. But each one at least looks, sounds, and feels very much like that you would see in the attraction. It was nice to see some animatronics that were actually believable in a film. We were still in those early stages of CG technology, so I could only imagine how scary these bears would have looked had it been a 2002 computerized bear. Having these lumbering bears walking, walking around makes for a much more immersive experience. However, I do have to say the bears look nothing like the friends we've known and loved in Grizzly Hall since the 1970s. I'm not going to say this movie is all bad. It's not. It's during this time in Walt Disney film history, the company was looking for something that would catch the park goer's attention, the casual film watcher's eye, and the die-hard Disney fan, and wrap it up into one entire film package. Country Bears was caught in that time period in which movies like The Princess Diaries and Holes were still considered the traditional Disney film. Again, going back to like we talked about last week in Pollyanna with literature that was appropriate for its time and now coming forward. We were now hoping that some of that Disney magic from the parks could come into the big screen. It did, it just wouldn't work the same way until a little bit later. Would this have done better as a Disney Channel original movie? More than likely. You probably wouldn't have had the larger name stars sign on to the project, but it may have made for a more heartfelt film. All the pieces are there for making a traditional Disney film. You have the message, you have the memorable characters, and you have a few musical numbers. It's all there. The formula's present. The film just lacks that heart that all Disney films had. I'm not saying that it didn't have any heart. It just has that one little piece missing. Maybe that little piece of pixie dust just didn't fly correctly onto Henry's hat probably because we didn't have a certain raccoon popping out from it. But then again, that's what we've got, the country bears. As you can guess, there is only a single disc release in DVD of the country bears. No Blu-ray release at this moment, so don't get your hopes up. Uh, and again, it is single. There is a few added bonuses to the, the uh, mix here. You do have a cute little documentary that's pretty much the director's commentary along with it. Uh, a Country Bears concert that was actually shown on ABC. A sing-along option, some great versions that are in different stereo formats. And uh, it is THX certified, so you can enjoy the music the way it was intended. Again, not a bad release, but then again, it was, for its time, a little bit more up-to-date, shall we say. For that, I'm going to give the Country Bears a two and a half ears. Not for not giving it a valiant effort, it just lacked a little bit of a story a very simple attraction can tell in 15 minutes and 55 seconds. Don't let the lower, lower score fool you or scare you away from seeing this film. The movie is in the vault for a reason. It houses great magic. It truly does. If you really think about it, this was the first attraction-based big screen film. It did help in usher the next film, which would have been Pirates of the Caribbean a few years later. However, the Haunted Mansion did follow that, and well, we saw what happened with the busts and Madame Leota. But I digress again. Hopefully, Guillermo del Toro's version will be the original Haunted Mansion film we've been hoping and desiring. 
I can see the popcorn is empty and the curtain is going down, so that can only mean one thing. It's time for our groovy movie quiz. Last week I asked, like Pollyanna, what makes you glad as we all played the glad game. Xander2112 on Twitter did admit that he did decide to watch the movie as an adult. Hopefully, you'll see something different, as many of us have since watching it later in life. This week, while watching The Country Bears, I'm asking all of you, what's your definition of family? Barry discovered he had two very different families, his adoptive family in the Barringtons and his new family in the Country Bears. So please tweet with the hashtag CountryBears, all one word, to at JeromeFriends, or email us at Disney On Demand. The more answers we get, the more you'll be a part of the show. So come on, please play along. Don't be afraid. Well, I'm going to go file this movie and look forward to seeing you next week as we discover all the great films that Disney has to offer from the vault. Come on back and remember, the magic of movies is always inside of you. Back to you, Jonathan. Hey, Barry! Dinner's ready. Barry Barrington was like any other boy. Sometimes I feel different. Like Dex and me. We don't look the same. He has freckles, and I don't. I think. He was loved by his parents. Just remember, son, the people who love you no matter what, that's your family. And sometimes his brother. This is my baby picture, and uh, this is yours. Mom, am I adopted? (laughs) Of course not, honey. Dexter! I gotta face facts. I just don't fit in. He's run away from home. We knew you were going to have to release him into the wild one day. Now Barry's about to discover his destiny. The Country Bears! With four guys who are barely a band. I belong here. Welcome aboard, kid. You're one of us, man. Well, are you going to find him? Does he have any extinguishing moss? Yeah. He's got thick brown hair. All over his body. <laughs> you guys, they're right behind us. What a little thing I call hiding in the car wash. So how does that work? We hide in the car wash. Where'd they go? <laughs> Your hair looks ridiculous. My hair. From Walt Disney Pictures. One boy is searching for what he's been missing. You're going to do the show? Not without you. And discovering what he's had all along. Who's that little bear? The Country Bears. Envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. So there's a lot of great musters out there so far, right? You might be asking, what's the best way to see them? Well, they're called Magic Your Way tickets, and they let you choose the options you want. And bonus the more days you play, the less you pay per day. So if you want to do just one theme park each day, not a problem. You can do that. He's so cute. 
If you think you want to go from theme park to theme park on the same day, that's easy too. Just add the park hopper option. So much to see, I love it. Now, to add on all the other great stuff outside the theme parks, like the Disney water parks, Happy Day, Disney Quest Indoor Interactive Theme Park, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, did you get that? It's still going, isn't it? Or Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex. Just add the water park fun and more options. I can't believe It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, D-Head, so I'm back. I hope you enjoyed this week's Disney On Demand. I truly hope that you had a chance to enjoy it. You had some fun and, you know, just had a little bit of magical week set up for you here at the show. You know, it's one of those things that we're just hoping to bring a smile, some magic, some memories, and, you know, just have a good time here at Disney On Demand. Now, I want to extend a fantastic, big thank you once again to the one, the only, the gorgeously beautiful Stacy Osbot for stopping in once again. Be sure to check out our official website, and remember, if you do purchase that autograph, it does go to a great cause. Thank you, Stacy, once again for stopping in. You know, and hey, my daughter, she still loves you. You know, it's one of those things that just—it's it, magical and funny that she can repeat it all. And now with two daughters here. I can only imagine what's going to happen. So thank you, Stacy, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the entire D-Team members for having their signature segments here on the show. Without them stopping in every week, there'd be just me rambling on. And I know all of you friends out there, you don't want to hear that. So thank you, Lexi, Tony, Jason, for being part of the team. And remember, if you are interested in becoming part of the D-Team, you have ideas for the show, ideas for the website, ways you want to get connected, you know, you name it. Just shoot us an email. Get involved. Shoot us that email to DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U, at att.net. Just shoot us an email. Let us know that you want to get involved here at Disney On Demand. Now, before I wrap things up this week, I'm going to give you a couple ways you can stay connected. But before I do that, I know you're waiting. Who is going to be our special guest next week? I know you're wondering. Well, let's think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's think the Animaniacs. How about Bobble? from the Tinkerbell films. Or let's even go as far as, you know, talking about PJ. Yes, Pete's one and only son. And a variety of fantastic characters, you know, from Fraggle Rock, Transformers, G.I. Joe, the Snorks. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yes, I am talking about the one, the only, Rob Paulson is going to be here next week. Yes, Rob Paulson, fantastic voice actor with a career that spans an eternity great friends with bill farmer jim cummings i mean you know rob paulson is just a name within the voice acting community that is uh, tops no other and not only does he get the top you know great things like animaniacs pinky and the brain a variety of fantastic disney characters he's also one of the only people that is doing two separate ninja turtles yes he kicked off his career with the one and only Raphael, and now he's back once again doing more voices for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So tune in next week, all of you D-heads, for show number 18, as we have the one, the only, Rob Paulson stopping in. Now, with that said, yes, I'm going to give you a couple of ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. Now, you can always find us and friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. 
Now you can also call our Magical Memories hotline. Now that's where you can leave a voicemail, a shout out, and hear yourself here on the show. So leave some comments, some feedback, you know, well wishes. Maybe there's questions you want to ask any of our guests. Just leave them right there, and you can always find all that information on our official website, where you can find archives of the shows, our XML feed, links to us on iTunes, our complete list of archives, and our world-famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can listen to over 300-plus Disney movies, TV specials, television shows, and more, right there on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Dot com definitely spread the word and you know just enjoy it have some fun because it's all about making the memories having the fun and being part of you our disney community family i love it you're all great and you know hey have a cup of coffee together and shoot the breeze about disney it doesn't get better than that you know it's passing it down to our family our children and just for the rest of our lives so thank all of you for you know giving me the honor of bringing these shows to you every single week so check it out dizradio.com so all of you d heads i'm going to stop my rambling i'm going to close it out this week so i hope you enjoyed show number 17 and remember if you did if you truly enjoy our show you like what we're doing and all the special guests that we're trying to bring you and relive and capture those disney moments in your life Please leave us some feedback in iTunes. It would greatly help out the show. Just leave that feedback right there. Let us know that you enjoy it and pass the word. Like us on Facebook and spread the word of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Thank you once again, D-Heads, and it is my honor to sign off and say, have a magical week as now I get to toggle with being a father of four children, all six and under. See you next week, D-Heads. When you wish upon a Disney star, all your dreams come true. It's Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom on Ice, starring Pinocchio, live in person. Share the heartwarming and hilarious adventures of Pinocchio, Mickey Mouse, and all your favorite Disney friends in a classic tale with timeless family entertainment and magical Disney music. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom on Ice. Hi, diddly D. It's just the show to see. Now through Sunday at the Onondaga County War Memorial. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Magic Kingdom, where dreams come true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's big celebration. Oh, Minnie, uh, don't you think we ought to wait for Mickey? Oh, don't worry, he's on his way, and he's bringing a big surprise. Oh, But now... Time for us to get things started. Is everybody all set? Yeah. Then let's go! We're gonna have a party like none we've ever seen before. Oh, this is so exciting! We better get ready! Respect.
it. <laughs> Everybody, we combed four theme parks, two water parks, and the downtown Disney area to bring you the must-do Disney attractions and entertainment at Walt Disney World that you, well, must do. Thanks for watching Must Do Disney, everyone. I'll see you later, and have a great time doing. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.